0: So let's get into an informative and empowering conversation. Hello and welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I am on with a very special guest. I have Miss Becky Skiba Mancini. How are you today, Becky? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm super excited. Me too. So um, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the conversation. Sure. So
1: as you guys heard, my name is Becky Skiba Mancini. I'm a real estate agent with the REMAX Services. I am a single mom of three amazing children. My son is 20 years old. And then I've got two girls that are one that just turned 12, the other one that is 10. I was with my husband since I was in the sixth grade. I am recently almost divorced. (laughs) We'll jump into that. Yeah. So that's where I'm at in my life. And I love helping women every step of the way that I
0: can. And you're also a realtor. Yep. I'm a realtor. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I always say I bow down to single moms, moms of multiples, and moms of older kids. So that's like a triple bow down. Um, because uh, I I'm married and we have help, and meaning my mother in law and my my parents. And my son is only five. I only have one, and I'm like, geez, Louise. So I can only imagine. Um, so yeah.
1: But one, to be honest with you going from none to one is very hard Mm -hmm. going from one to two is hard going from two to three. You're like, just keep throwing them in the mix. Who cares at this point? There's a, there's Mm -hmm. enough of me to go around for everybody. Sure. But going from none to one, I think is the hardest thing you can do. Yeah. After that, you're like, listen, I've changed sure. the diapers. I've wiped the boogers. Yes. I've dealt with the fevers. I've dealt with the teething. We've got this.
0: It's true. I think um, we were talking about that last night in one of the support groups. We, we were saying that because we had a couple moms who were on their way to have to, you know, their second. And we talked a little bit about the fears, but truthfully, it's the new moms that I think their fears, because they're like, wait a minute, this is all new. But to your point, it's like, once you have it, you're like, all right, well, if they cry, we know it could either be this, this, this. Yes. I know I might be struggling. I think the biggest fear that came up for some of those moms was how is my other, how is my little one going to transition and how am I, you know, how do I love, or I guess connect with both?
1: Yeah. I had a hard time because my son is 20. And then my middle child is 12. That's big. It's a huge age gap. Yeah. But me and my husband at the time, we separated mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then I was on thyroid. I had thyroid cancer. So then I was on yeah. radioactive iodine. and I could not physically get pregnant. So then I was like, you know what? I guess he's just going to be an only child. Mm-hmm. And they, I was told by doctors, you're never going to have another child again. Wow. And then I got pregnant with her. <laughs> my God. And then they said, thank you, lucky stars. It's probably not going to happen again. And then there comes number three right after number two. Oh my God. So that's God. why they're so
0: close in age. I'm like, you said. <laughs> um, so then tell me a little bit before, and I know we we have, well, I guess this is part of the whole conversation because I know- Part of what we wanted to talk about, and I know you're so passionate about is just talking about motherhood in general and letting moms know like, look, you're not alone, especially because even listening to part of your story now, um, you said almost divorced. So why don't we dive a little bit into that? But before we do that, how has motherhood transformed you? I always like to ask these questions to my guests. Um, How has motherhood transformed you?
1: So I was a mom young. Mm. So I got pregnant at 19. I had my son at 20. All I know is being a mom. Yeah. I was raised with a younger brother and sister and I have an older sister as well, but I was raised with my younger sister who was seven years younger than I am. So all I knew was to mother her. So there was this, I've always said, and it's so crazy to say this like out loud, but I've never had my own bed. I always shared my bed all up until recently. Wow. I shared it with my sister growing up and from my sister went right in with my husband. Mm -hmm. I never had my own bed. So I've, I've never known like that motherly thing to just i've always had it in me since the time i was very young mm-hmm. so for me it's just been like i've
0: always been a natural transition you've been yes. motherly you've had that in you yes um but
1: having my own kids yeah. though i do have to tell you though you realize the things that bother you the things that you're fearful of right like we all have these things like i used to be so fearful to like let my kids play in like bounce houses. Oh my God. What if they get sick? What if they die? What if this happens? God. What if the bounce house, cl- you know what I mean? Like these yeah. irrational fears as parents, like what if something happens to my kids? I just want to keep them in the bubble. I was so protective over my children. Mm-hmm. And it was like such a hard thing to be like, oh I didn't know I was like this
0: until after I had my children of mama just wanting to protect her babies. Of course. Um, I suffered actually from the anxiety aspect of it. And I, Did you come from corporate? Because I know you're a realtor now. What is a little bit of your background?
1: So my parents have been entrepreneurs. They've been in real estate almost my entire life. And before that, they owned an antique art gallery where I was from in Michigan. So I have been in real estate. I got my license when I was 19 years old. And then I wound up actually owning a medical billing company as well. So I started a medical billing company. I was in the medical field off and on since high school and when I was in high school, it was just a job that I got and I fell in love with the medical field. So I decided to do that. And when I was in college, I was in college to be a neonatologist. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which
0: I now know what that is. I had a guest on my podcast who was a neonatologist. Yes. I really wanted to be a
1: neonatologist. But then I figured
0: that after I got pregnant, there was no way I
1: could have done you know, all the schooling, it was just too much for me. Sure, sure. So I, I dabbled into real estate and then, you know, we had the hit of, you know, 2005, 2006 of the recession. Mm -hmm. So I started up, um, in medical billing at an office. They told me that after I would work there for about four years, I was, you know, I, I was living with my husband and my son at the time, but my husband at the time was not financially helping. Sure. He wasn't giving me a dime towards bills. It was just me paying for my son. My husband was like, I have my own bills, my own things I need to take care of. I can't help you. So I was taking care of our townhouse. I was paying rent. I was paying for childcare. I was paying for diapers. I was paying for formula. Did he not think it was
0: his responsibility?
1: He honestly, (laughs) we probably should have never been together. He never helped. Not financially, not emotionally, not mentally, never with my son. But yet I stayed together with him for twenty five years. Well, it's the codependency. It sounds like, right? <laughs> it was. I'm. Yeah. I'm. Sh- I shock myself every day I wake up. I'm like, I can't believe I'm actually where I'm at now. I'm so happy. I'm like truly happy. Like I'm. I've never said that before. Everyone's like, Are you happy? I'm like, Yeah, I'm happy. But now I'm like, I'm truly happy. Mm-hmm. But it was just me and my son when we were in him in the townhouse, and then. At the time, my ex-husband was playing around. Remember, we were young parents. So he was not doing the right thing. And I kicked him out of the house. And I remember sitting on a stack. And I say this on my podcast as well. I have a podcast called Single Mom Success. Yes. And I was sitting on three cases of Zephyr Hills waters in my kitchen. We had no power. Mm -hmm. We had running water, though, but we had no electricity. We had a can of Chef Boyardee um, what is it called, like raviolis or beefaroni or something? I opened it up with one of the crank ones, right? Because I had those because the electric one wasn't going to work. We had no power. I had no way of heating it up, wow. and that's what we shared for dinner. And at that point in my life, I said something has to change. Mm-hmm. I can't live this way anymore. I was too embarrassed to call my parents and say, "Can you please help me financially?" Mm-hmm. Because you know, growing up, getting pregnant at 19 years old, having my son at 20. You know, I was always told you're a statistic. Mm-hmm. you're a young mom, you're going to be on poverty for the rest of your life. So all of those things were playing in my head. So I could not physically. And those are the things you're
0: telling yourself. So you're like,
1: oh, then this is what my reality. Right. And then I have no, no FPL bill. So then I told my son, cause he's like, I can't eat this mom. He was like gagging cause mm-hmm. it was disgusting. Yeah. So then we drove to my mom's house <clears throat> and then we had dinner there. I still didn't tell her. My son's like, I take a cold bath. I'm like, oh, he's joking, (laughs) you know, but it was, it was horrific. And then I remember walking into the doctor's office, telling the doctor that I work for, what can I do to make more money an hour? I was working 50 hours a week with them Mm -hmm. and I wasn't getting paid overtime, but I would do whatever it took to provide for my son. So then I wound up begging them for more money and they said, we, you're capped with no degree. With nothing underneath your belts, we cannot pay you more money an hour. And they gave me a whole spreadsheet.
0: And even though you had been busting your butt and this is... Yeah. This is my thing. So I'm a very big employee working advocate. Um, and because I came from the corporate level, I think it's BS when corporations say you're capped or this, because no, it's not. It's, it's it, You proved that you worked this, you could do the job, but then they want to throw in and say, you don't have the degree. So then why did you hire me in the first place?
1: Because they knew that they could get good, cheap correct. labor. A or, mother, a single mom correct. that didn't have a degree or what to do on her anything. So I researched how to start a medical billing company. Good for you. I Google, I asked everyone for help. My parents were like, don't you dare do it because you're going to leave something that's paying you money an hour to go jump off a bridge. That's old school. They're very old school, you know, the typical thing. And I'm like, I don't know, I have to do it. I literally Googled it, called every number in the book, asked everyone, nobody would help me. That's why I've made it my mission to help everybody, yeah. because nobody would help me. I had so many doors closed in my face, and I'm like, I need, I need help. Somebody help me. I, I was struggling, but they took me as a joke. You know, at this time now, I'm 24, 25 years old, begging people, "How do you start a business?" How, and they're like, "Please, kid, go get some life experiences first. And I'm like, "I have life experiences. I have a child at home that's hungry.
0: Yes.
1: I have. I don't want to. I was too mortified to be like, oh." We have no electricity.
0: Well, put this in context, too. This is in what, 19?
1: This was in 2000. 2000. In, yeah, in the two thousand. So okay. my son was born in 2002. So from 2002 to like 2007.
0: The only reason why I say that is I'm like, because now fast forward, obviously everyone, you know, entrepreneur is like the thing and everyone yeah. you know, is like, there's this. So you're- so the people listening to this, you're talking two thousand, some, you know, to two thousand and seven. That time frame, of course, they're looking at like, what do you mean you want to start a business? Like, yeah. who the heck are you to want to yeah. do that?
1: Yeah, you have the audacity. Right. Who do you think you are? Yeah, you know, only people that have like a four year degree in business can start their own business. Not mm-hmm. you. Who are mm-hmm. you? So then I was like, I have to do something. So then I literally started my own business. Google figured it out. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Start to finish, figured out everything. And then I, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Then I wound up calling, um, a couple people begging like, Hey, are you looking people? I would look in the newspaper guys. This is like back in the day. Like I remember getting jobs. People would post jobs in the newspaper and I would call them and be like, Oh, are you looking for a medical biller? Yeah. Somebody in the office. I'm like, okay. So then I was like, Oh God, this is so hard. And I just kept putting it out there in the atmosphere, praying to God every day of my life, help me, guide me, lead me, show me the way. This is what I say to God and the universe every day. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody walk in the door at the doctor's office I was working at. And I was like, she's like, oh, we're looking for a medical biller. So if you know anybody, I'm like, well, actually I started my own company. And she goes, oh, do you have lots of clients? I have a ton of clients. I lied. Of course. I lied through my teeth. She goes, well, I would love to set you up with a doctor that I work for shows, and he has, she was a medical rep doing like physical therapy. And I worked for a physiatrist, which was physical medicine rehabilitation. So they were trying to get our services. So I'm like, I just need one meeting and I know I can sell myself. I know I can do it. So I Googled contracts. I took somebody else's contract, changed the <laughs> verbiage on there, did my own thing, changed the percentages. The normal percentage was 5% and I took mine down to 3%. And I met with them for lunch at Jail Alexander's right when they opened up in Boca. And I met with them and they hired me. Good for you. And then from there, I signed on 24 different practices. Good for you.
0: I Making know. Making your own time. And yes. Oh, my God. But so- I, it was a slowly progression.
1: It wasn't overnight. And I still stayed working at that office. I just did my own business after hours
0: and on weekends, good for you, and and still maintaining the integrity. I'm I'm, I'm imagining because, like you said, you went to go get your own thing, so you made your money and and yes. hustling on the side. That's incredible. So there's a few things there, and and as you're talking the parallels, because. Um, I love how when you have the idea that your com- the conversation is going to be one way and then we went this and which is why I love talking to guests because we don't know anything about each other. Right. And we're like, oh, wait, because when I left corporate, which is why I had asked if you were in corporate, because I think there is some correlation of being on the grind of like the hamster wheel thing or, you know, if you're trying to um, work the corporate ladder, whatever that is. And for me, and then having my son, it was difficult. It was a very, very difficult transition. And I had my son later in life. I was in my mid thirties and it was a big transition. But when I left corporate in 2021, it was because kind of what, didn't have the same support. Right. Um, after COVID, I literally had one of my employers tell me during COVID in March of 2020, when my two and a half year old school son closed and I was trying to figure out how I was going to work. Um, and all I had asked was from, for, for some ple- flexibility. And she said, so you're choosing your family over my company. Wow. And I said, a hundred percent. Now at the time, my son is screaming for me and I said, oh yeah. and, and, and for sure. So what she literally did after that, she's like, okay, we'll talk to this one. She like, she basically wrote me off. So I told my husband, I knew once this is over, I'll probably get laid off. And I was, I had looked for some other stuff, but by the time 2021 came, I was done. And the reason why this correlates with you is because when 2021 hit, I was still getting, can I have time off? My son's school closed because of COVID. Yeah, no. And I'm like, dude, I'm giving you 60 hours a week. You've needed me to come on Saturday. You've needed me to do this. And I'm asking if I can have some flexibility at the time. And you're saying, no, I'm a grown woman. I'm like, I'm going to be hitting my 40 soon. And this is the issue. So I said, no. So I told my husband, I was like, I think I can do this on my own. So I left and I said, I've been doing accounting for businesses forever. I'll do my own. I saw an ad and someone said they're looking for a bookkeeper. And I said, hmm. I said the way the ad reads, because I've done HR, I'm like, it's kind of like they, they need someone walked into that interview i said let me go in and i said hey are you looking they said yeah i said well i'm an independent contractor have you ever thought of hiring an independent contractor to do your bookkeeping and they said no i said and of course we talked what we need in the office you know the the same antiquated things and i said well do you outsource your taxes yes i said so what's the difference but just give me a shot and then we worked out a deal of how many hours and they're still my client. And that was the first because I knew I needed something to pay the bills, something to come in so I did so I could also continue my motherhood village stuff. Um, so I loved hearing that because I'm like, oh my God, there's something about doing that grind and being like, you know what, I'll freaking figure it out. Yes. I was a VA when I left even like my husband's like, but you're a VP. And I'm like, yeah, but freaking I'll be a VA to get money in as I'm learning, like you figure it out. And I'm thankful I had those skill sets as being the VA because then that helped me with my business now. So to go back to you. Okay. So love it, love it, love it. So you start your own business, mm-hmm. you're working. So tell me how it came to full swing. When did you leave? When did you? So after I yeah. had my daughters, my daughters were calling my
1: nanny mama and it crushed me. Oh, okay. Because yeah. my ex-husband at this time was, you know, we're back together now. You know, I've got all the money. Why wouldn't he, I enticed him. Right. Mm-hmm. Look how much money. So he I came look- chasing after you. Yes. Gotcha. Look how much money I'm making. Look at, look at all this lifestyle that you could have never imagined that I'm, I've, I've built for myself and my son, mm-hmm. like all the new electronics. I got a boat. I had a nice car. You know, I had like all these enticing things for me. You're living your best life. I was, but I have to bring it back though. <laughs> Cause it just, when I said a, a new car, I actually did not have a new car. I actually did not ever have a new car growing like, Raising my child, when my son was little, I remember literally grinding at the bottom of the barrel, and I drove a 1968 Pontiac Six Thousand LE with no air conditioner.
0: Oh my god!
1: As my husband drove a brand new Nissan Sentra that I never got to go in, and those that was from you.
0: No, well, oh. those were his own bills those are his, or he, gotcha, his gotcha. bills, right? But you're like, he's paying this. You're driving this with his child, but he's got the new car. Right. With wow. no air conditioner.
1: It was brutal. So these are all the reasons why I am who I am today. And this built me to who I am today. I've had to walk through the trenches. Sure. I've had to, you know, what's that song? We're going on a bear hunt. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. We got to get through it. The and, kids song, yeah. You know, like, and I always tell my kids, I'm
0: like, they're like, we don't want to go through this. My friends being me, I'm like, you got to go through it. Unfortunately. And what would you say, I guess, because you have such an incredible story. And I'm gonna tap into a little bit about your ex-husband because the codependency, because that's another thing you and I shared. Did I tell you I was married before? I think I told me you were married. And then I got divorced to my high school, I don't even say sweetheart anymore, high school boyfriend. But it took me some time to realize I'm like, oh snap, we really were in a codependent, like that was true, codependent, I agree, verbally abusive, um, manipulation with all the things. So I want we're gonna tap into that a little bit, but what would you say then has been your biggest challenge in motherhood so far? especially as a single mom. The fear of not having enough money. I'm just going to be brutally honest. Yeah. Um it's
1: my fear. It is my fear yeah. that I would ever a couple well, because of, it's
0: you, right? Right. You're, yeah.
1: I'm the one that provides for my children. Yeah. I'm the one that takes care of them. So for me the fear is what if I don't have enough money for my children? What if we we have to sell our house and live somewhere else? What if, you know, that is my biggest fear? And that's why I work my tail off, you know, because I want to make sure that I can provide for my children. Mm -hmm. And I I always felt like, you know, because I did have my son young and I was told all these horrible things in my head, you're not going to amount to anything. You're not good enough. So I always felt not good enough. So I always had
0: to prove myself to everybody to be where I am today. And when you pivoted, cause you said that you left, um, like when your kids, your, your two girls were like, hey, I sold we the see business. You. Okay. So talk briefly about that. So we get I sold
1: in. my medical bill, medical billing business. I sold majority of my clients, except for a handful of them. I kept, mm-hmm. I kept the good ones and then I got rid of all the ones I could not deal with anymore <laughs> because it was a lot of work mm-hmm. and I was working 12, 15 hour days and I felt like I wasn't, I was missing out on everything on my kids. Yeah. And I told my ex-husband at the time, we're starting, and he was very envious of my company. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to sell off these clients. Let's start a business for you that we can have together. Therefore, he wouldn't be so jealous of my company. And my because he's like, it's your money, your house, your car, your this, your, you so know. So low
0: self-esteem,
1: insecure. Extremely oh my gosh. insecure. But oh. this is what he would say. And I would say, okay, so let's start a business for you. And I said, I'll invest my money from selling the client's or something that we can have together. And so that's why we started a commercial pressure cleaning company. Okay. And we started th- that whole thing and that was extremely successful. You know, cuz we had a lot of commercial accounts in real estate, so we just sure. you know, transferred it over into, you know, commercial of course. property management and pressure cleaning. So we had that company together and it was extremely successful and he's I actually Kicking and screaming gave it to him in the divorce.
0: Really? So I jumped ship
1: yet again and recreated myself yet again.
0: Uh, Redefining yourself. Yeah, I love that. Um, Basically, what do they call it? The um, phoenix from the ashes, right? Um, And again, very similar because same thing. I had accumulated a lot of debt with my ex-husband because he had um, had some children while we were together. So that was our deal. Yeah, that I had found out when we break babies and all the things. When I look back, I'm like, geez, Louise, like what? Um, but we met in high school, right? You have all these dreams and you know, then you grow up and realize that this is a person who they are or life circumstances make right. it is what it right. is. But I had taken on a lot of debt because I just wanted, I just, I was like, just sign the freaking divorce papers. Ugh. right. That's what we want. Yeah. So for any single moms listening, because I don't think I have done a show, um, specifically for single moms. Um, It's usually other topics. I know you said some challenges of of fear. What would you say to a single mom listening that maybe has that same fear?
1: Do it anyways. Do it fearful. Mm, I love that. It's not going to be less scarier. You're never going to be prepared. That's
0: true. You think know? of think of the regret. I think the regret actually is worse than the fear. It is. Because you know what I say to myself? I'm like, I should have divorced him years ago. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: You know, and I hate to say that because to be honest with you, the day of my wedding, my father looked at me, he goes, you don't have to do this. Mm. And I looked at my dad and I was like, do I really have any other option? Mm.
0: That's what you believed. That's yeah, what you thought. And yeah. I did
1: because I didn't want to be that statistic, yeah. you know? So it's like, I'm like, oh, go to... I didn't know anybody at my wedding except a couple people. Wow. My wedding was all like my family's business, partners, yeah. people. It was very little people that we knew.
0: It wasn't anything like you so basically it's like it wasn't this fun, loving, like happy, like no. going into so no. it started at what that was. And pretty much the same thing. We had eloped because I knew my parents didn't want. So we went to the courthouse because I knew internally, I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't right, but it's the blinders, right? The codependency. I had thought I was like, there's no way we can be apart. Like we said, we were going to, it's just crazy. That hold, that hold is very, very scary. And I guess that's another question I can ask. Let's go into this codependency. What would you say to someone listening who maybe he's in that relationship, that kind of relationship that has a codependency, that has a toxicity, that they've been together for a very long time and they just can't crawl out, you know? Well, when you're ready, you'll know. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Will you? <laughs> you know,
1: because you <laughs> go sometimes back It takes forth. a very long it time. It does. And sometimes, you know, you can't listen to everybody else. You have to listen to your own internal person. Yes. You know, because I would have friends that would say, leave him or we're not going to tell you to leave him. You know, you're going to do what you want to do. We don't want to upset you. So and you have to. I finally came to. It was calm. It wasn't irrational. Right. So that's how I knew that it was the right decision. <laughs> You know, it wasn't like it was like, oh, my God, he's being such a jerk. I want to get a divorce. It wasn't like that. It was you were finally done. And he had kept telling me for years, I'm going to keep doing this to you until you give me a divorce. Why he never filed for a divorce. I don't know. But then I finally came. My daughter came to me. She's every day crying. I can't take it anymore, mom.
0: Because of fighting. The yeah, the fight, And know. he
1: was toxic. He was sick. Um, he has mental illness. Mm. Um, he has, you know, other major problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, drug problems, drinking problems. And, you know, it was just, it took a toll on us and it was absolutely devastating when my daughters were acting out and they were so hurt and he was just doing everything to hurt everybody. And I just calmly, one day I went for a run. I'm a big advocate of like exercising. It makes me feel better. I went for a run one day and I was praying to God, lead me, guide me, show me the way. Mm -hmm. And I literally felt the wind brush against my face and it was quiet. My earbuds were not working. I was super annoyed and I just said peacefully. <laughs> it just came to me peacefully and they're like, you know what to do. You're scared. You're petrified. You're fearful. And this man's going to come after you for all that you're worth. So, but you know, in your heart, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And I did it. I told him that night, he had told me I, I booked reservations for my daughter to go to a steak restaurant. She wanted to go to a steak restaurant because she loves it. We booked reservations and he looked me dead in my face. He goes, you're never going to get it. Are you until you give me a divorce? And I walked outside. I said, come outside for a second. I took him outside in the patio and I said, fine, I will give you a divorce. I wasn't crying, irrational. He was like, really, really? And I was like, this is what you've been wanting. I will go ahead and give you the divorce.
0: Why do you think it did take you so long I wasn't ready. Yeah. I
1: wasn't well, ready. Ki- and you have the, kids. And the fear, the fear, fear. of leaving, the fear of what money. Yeah. Right. The fear of, holy cow, I'm walking away from a multi-million dollar company with the clothes on my back. Wow. But the fear of staying, what is, what is this saying? When, when the fear of change, if the pain of change is less than the p- fear of staying, hmm the pain of staying, that's when you know to change. And the pain was so bad. I didn't yeah. live home for almost two years. Wow! I stayed at my mom's house with my kids. It was no way to live. I had a bag in my car
0: packed with clothes for emergencies. It was basically like rock bottom.
1: It. We were there. You were there. We yeah. were there. You know, my kids had to have an, no, an emergency exit out of my house. Like it was so severe that it was just like, it wasn't worth us anymore. Yeah. And I was just like, I need peace in my life and it's going to come at a price. It did. It really did. I'm still paying back. for it. Yeah. I'm bouncing back. I ran that company. I was that company. It was me with the backbone of that company. Just like the other doctor, we're sitting here talking about it when I left him and was not his biller anymore. He retired. Wow. And he became a teacher. Because I wasn't there anymore hustling, getting his money in. Of course, of course. And my ex-husband now is running this business. How it's going, I don't know. I don't want to know. But I was that company. I was the face. I was the one that was pushing it. I was the one driving it, making it so successful, getting the contracts, going, negotiating with everyone. So it was me. And I, in my head, I was like, it's the company. I can't leave the company. And I fought him. Well, because it's something you built. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I am not leaving this company. I am part owners. And I took a split with him at first. And then he kept fighting me in court and fighting me in court. I said, you know what? Take it. Wow, It's yours. Because I know that it's me. Sure. And I know that I can create whatever I want to. Good for you. It was hard. I'm not going to lie.
0: Well, and let me, and yeah, I can only imagine because now being an entrepreneur, well being, yeah, a business owner and having the two businesses, I do have my consulting business with my, I'm very happy with the few clients that I have. I, I couldn't do both the number crunching part of it, um, and then the everything I'm building with the Motherhood Village podcast and everything. So I can imagine it's something you build. It's like your you know, you put your blood, sweat, and tears literally. Yes. But I want to say something because I want to talk about that faith of how you relied on that. Because just quickly, um, my come to Jesus moment, quite literally, with my ex again, so toxic. We were only really married though. Thankfully we had been together for so long, but had only been married, I think for two or three years before it just hit me. He had to find out he had another child with Ugh. someone in, in another state, um, which is in where he had, lived. State. well, he, it's where he had okay. went where his family lived and we were on a break, but still we were married. Um, and it was just toxic. And fast forward, um, he was going to go to back up there to kind of make money, right? He wasn't supposed to be getting jobs out here, which again, very jealous, my job, my career, everything was going well. And I would call and he wouldn't answer and uh, uh, oh, looking yes. back the, the, and I would be so calling all the time and I, we'd argue, right, right. Yes. The flashbacks. So one day, one day, cause he would argue with me, like, why are you calling me? You don't trust me. You don't did it. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you don't answer. And I said, okay, you want me to trust you? Fine. So one night I called him, he didn't answer him. I didn't do my crazy, like I'm calling oh, you a hundred oh, oh, times. I'm leaving 20 <laughs> million messages. No. Yeah. About one, two o'clock in the morning, my phone rings. It's him. It was a butt dial. He was with a woman. Oh, my God. So but a reason why I say all that, because prior to that, I had looked up to God and I was like, listen, I can't do this anymore. I was like, I've been with this man now for almost 10 years of my life since we were 16. I was like, I can't. I was like, I physically like and I actually I remember I was like, if it's meant to be with this man, I will be the ride or die and I will put in the work. My parents had yes. kind of that. They de- I was yes. like, I will do what's to be. I'm like, but if it's not. Oh, no. You need to show me a sign and give me exactly, something. Exactly. I swear to you, to anyone listening, my phone rang. I heard the woman and I looked up and I was like, thank you. And that was it. I think we divorced. I had everything we were divorced by October of that year. I was done. I had Ugh. zero energy. Then it was the no, where are you going? And then he wouldn't give up the car. And I said, you know what? You can again, I don't care. I just, I I want you out of my life and I yeah. don't want to deal with this anymore. Um so as we come around full circle, and, and I, I love how you and I have a lot of the same parallels, but I would imagine that unfortunately a lot of women could probably relate because I think a lot of those codependent toxic relationships have that where there's some manipulation and yes. um, it, it takes that one thing that we're like, yeah, we we can't like we need better than this. Um, how is your relationship with your kids now? Oh, amazing! Now that you know, like, tell me about that. Let's talk. Let's bring this up and, and talk Absolutely. about mom life with I your love kids. The positive. Yes. I
1: love my kids. Yeah. So and they are so happy. smiles on their faces. You know, they're going through a hard time with their dad right now because he can't hurt me anymore. So he's hurting them. Oh. Yeah. So he's just that he's just going through something where he's hurting them.
0: And they do they still have want to have
1: contact with him? They have not had contact with him in almost five months. Wow. So they have like a text message here and there, but they have not physically seen him due to like other circumstances. Mm -hmm. And um it's just, it's just they're happy. It's good. They can sleep in peace. Yeah. Cause we had a very horrible, it was a horrible living together. Mm-hmm. You know, he would come in the house two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Cause he works nights and he would come in and he would wake up the whole house, scream at everyone to wake up. So my kids can sleep in peace. Yeah. Like I said, they're going through their own trauma and try like tribulations right now with their father. So that's a bit of a struggle, mm-hmm. you know, and they bring up conversations like, Oh, I'm so upset. Why is this happening like this? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know it's hard. Yeah, I know it's hard. I know divorce is hard. I know that you don't have a lot of, and that's the other thing is, we don't have a lot of friends that have divorced parents. Yeah. I I know my brother who's divorced. And then I have one of my best friends who divorced her husband. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they don't have too many friends, their age sure. that are, that have been through it. What so has been hard. their
0: outlets? What have they been therapy? So, so, uh, we do therapy every yeah.
1: week. Yeah. And it's just like, I try to keep them busy. So we do sports, you know, and when they need a day, I let them have it. Good. That's Go funny. to your room, scream, cry, punch your pillow. I don't care what you do. Go in your room and go do it. As long as you're not physically hurting me or your sister or yourself or yourself, yeah. let it, they got to get it out. Sometimes I agree. My one daughter, I remember she was screaming at top of her lungs, pouring down rain, walked outside and just sat in the pouring rain for 30 minutes on her trampoline, Mm. pouring down rain. I'm like, Isabella, you're getting soaking wet. She's like, I don't care. Yeah. And she just sat there in the pouring rain. She came and she's like, I feel so much better. Better now. Yeah. So, and I was like, sometimes we have to dance in the rain. Yes. But they are so happy. They are thriving in school. Good. They are finding, you know, in my kids are getting life skills now that I didn't get till I was an adult. Yeah. Cause they had to go through the trauma and the hardship of this. And sure. they got these life skills that, like I said, a lot of adults don't even have. Mm-hmm. You know, I never knew how to deal with bullies or mean things or hurtful things, sure. you know, cause everyone's like, adults, we handle it for them. Right. Mm-hmm. We take care of everything. So my kids have I call it, tools in their toolbox. They have a toolbox full of things that they can have mm-hmm. have. And my daughters told me the other day, like she had a little friend that was very toxic. And I told her, I kept telling her, just stay away from her. This little girl's not nice. Just stay away <laughs> from this little girl's not nice. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, she came to her own thing and she's like, Mom, her behavior was X, Y, and Z. I don't think I want to be friends with her anymore.
0: Awesome.
1: I'm like, Love I it. think that's a really good choice.
0: I'm love. i like,
1: good for you. But she had to come up with that on her own. I'm like, I'm so proud that she is. She's like, I'm not liking it. She goes, her behavior is not changing and I can't be around it. I'm like, excellent.
0: And I love that because I think for parents also taking note, one of the things we talked about last night in the support groups is being like the helicopter mom, where we want to solve all of our kids problems. We don't want them to feel pain. And, oh, it's so difficult when we see that. But I love that, that they're able to recognize that. And I do believe that the kids nowadays, um, As much as we do see like some of the depression and we see some of those things, I think there is a level of, um, um, of kids just having more empathy and, and, and recognizing what those feelings are and recognizing and saying, you know what, I feel this way because of this and that's okay. I let my five-year-old talk like that. You know, I'm like, no, let's talk about it. Yell. You want to yell? You want to scream? You, you know, like let it out. But see, growing up, I was not raised that way. I was raised. Don't you scream like that. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Were we're you raised like that too? We
0: couldn't say anything. Girl, get
1: yourself together. Get
0: yourself together. You can't talk back because I said so. Why are you asking me any questions? Right.
1: So, like I said, we're learning like through our, like, and with our
0: children, you know what I mean? And now they have those tools now. Right. 100%. And think think of how much better in the world. And I'd like to think that the future of that will be so impactful because we're giving them the tools to be like, you know what? No, it's okay for you to be mad. And you know what? It's okay to be mad at mommy. Like, of course. I know. I tell my daughters that all the time, like, you can be mad at me. Yeah it's okay it's okay we'll talk it out we are we are people that have relationships yes i am your mother and oh my gosh and the love is there but truthfully that would allow for even bigger feelings of being upset with each other right there's something about that so as we wind down i always allow my guests to say where people can find you how they can connect with you and then final thoughts to your community my community just your final thoughts
1: So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm trying on Instagram, people. Bear with me. I'm 40 years old, almost 41. (laughs) I'm learning the Instagram, but my name is Becky Skiba, S-K-E-B-A, and then it's hyphen Mancini, M-A-N-C-I-N-I. I'm also, I have a podcast called Single Mom Success with Becky Skiba Mancini. I love my podcast. I try to help anybody, men, women, whoever needs help that wants help, I ask them to come to me and I would love to help them. I help people start up businesses. I help people. I, I I get all the people I say, I was told I can never get a, I can never buy a house. So I love those people. And I'm like, yes, you are. And we're going to get you the house of your dreams. So I love, I love to help anybody and everybody I can. And the thoughts for my listeners and everyone keep doing it. Even if you're scared, work through that fear, just go through the fear. It gets less. The fear gets less. If you go through it, if you don't do it, that fear stays holding on to you but do things even though you're afraid.
0: I love it, Becky, so much. Thank you for coming on, for sharing your story, your journey, for being vulnerable and honest and continued blessings to you for love and light. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to this impactful episode of the Motherhood Village podcast. Subscribe to my show so you'll never miss a future episode. You may also rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with someone that can use it as part of their motherhood village. Remember, your village can take up many forms and you do not have to do it alone connect with me at themotherhoodvillage.com. Blessings to you for love and light.